Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Let Me Ruin Your Life with Serena Shahidi. I am your host, Serena Shahidi, and today we're joined by a very special guest, uh, someone who's going to give us healthy advice for the first time in our lives. This is relationship expert, Marnie Batista. Hi there. I love it. For the first time in your life. This is very, this is monumental. This is truly monumental. They've never experienced this. They're used to me yelling at them, telling them just terrible, terrible things. Um, so how are you, Marnie? How's your week? My week is great. I'm in Hawaii. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it's amazing. So Saturday, I was getting out of a little swimming hole and like a beach whale. I was stuck and I did it's to my rib. So that was funny. I mean, I actually laughed because really oh, it was funny. Fun. And then I hit my toe and then I hit my toe on a suitcase. So I'm like hobbling around, uh, <laughs> finding gratitude in the uh, environment that I'm in. But it was literally such a crazy ass weekend because oh, of that. Wow. Yeah. Worst <laughs> time to be injured when you're like in the most beautiful place. <laughs> or the best time because you just go, well, the scenery is gorgeous. And I'm so grateful to even be able to be here right now. So see, yeah. this is this is the difference between you and I. I don't practice gratitude. <laughs> oh, okay. So well, that then, might be our yeah. first lesson. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have uh, I have the opposite where I can just turn anything into a problem, anything into uh, something to complain about. So it's talent. <laughs> well, it is a talent, and I and I used to definitely be more in that um, until there was there's only so many jerks and assholes, and then suddenly you're like at least at a certain age, and I was like, maybe I am the common denominator. Crap. <laughs> I want to blame everyone. It's so much more fun. Uh, it really is. So how old are like most of your clients? Like who are most of the people you're working with? Well, so we have like a huge range of people who listen to our podcast, but I would say that the average age of someone who works with us, they're in their forties or fifties. And then we get a handful of women in their mid thirties, mid to late thirties who realize that they don't want to do any more research. Like they have enough of that data and they're like, you know, my eggs or whatever it is. And they realize they just don't want to suffer anymore. So I love it when I can get my hands on someone in their mid thirties, because then they can avoid all that suffering. Oh yeah. And probably, I feel like whenever I give like, uh, older people advice, which is just, if they're asking a 21 year old for advice, there, uh, there's no hope anyway, but, uh, they're always That's just, they so have, so, have had so many bad experiences that they just like bring everything back to like, Oh, but what about this guy? What about this guy? And I'm like, Girl, it's all bad news. It's all bad news. Well, I have three daughters, 25, 22, and 18. Oh, so, nice. yeah. And so um, they're the really the reason why I, I got my act together because I was like 38 at the time, getting a divorce from their dad. I picked another guy, basically. I thought he was like, you know, cuter, and he <laughs> was. But he was just the same guy with a different face. And I remember like – texting this was like back in the day when there was um like your nokia flip phone i don't know how old you are but you probably don't even have one um maybe you had like whatever a flip uh, phone not nokia okay yeah a yeah. flip phone right <laughs> um and i was like trying to like you know go pick them up from school and then trying to go text this guy and i knew he was sleeping with the girl who like turned the letters over in the jeopardy game and i was just <laughs> like 
I was like, what is wrong with me right now? I want to be a good mother. I'm considering ditching picking my kids up from school and getting someone else to do it so I can go try and like lure this guy to bed. And that's when I was like, I ha- if I don't do this for myself, if, if my kids come to me 15 years from now with this kind of crap, I will never forgive myself. And so really my kids were the reason why I got my act together. And um, so far, so good. They totally seem to be, uh, uh, to be dating with dignity, so to speak. But yeah, it was, it was uh, dark days there. <laughs> So what's your dating advice that you give them? Because the, my listeners are uh, definitely on the younger side. Some of them are older than me. Some of them are, are younger. Well, I think what's really interesting is that it depends on what you're looking for around what, you're, what you should do. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I mean, I think that I've had a, my, my oldest daughter is 25. She just got into a relationship. She moved to the city. She moved to New York. Um, she was like 23 and she wanted to have a good time, right? Like she wanted to meet guys. She, her thing was like, I want to date with as much diversity as I can. I want to do dating mm-hmm. diversity. Um, and she was just super having a good time. And then the, and then she realized that um, she kind of missed having one guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and her friends were starting to kind of partner up and she realized that she had this guard up, you know, that made it kind of easy to be like, <laughs> chill, like the, Hey girl, uh, what are you doing? And, um, and then that's when she kind of just had some different awarenesses and, but I definitely had this conversation with her literally a year ago, walking on the beach in Hawaii. And she was like, what is, what do I do? Like I guys like me and then I totally like sabotage it or push them away or <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done that before. Uh, maybe a few times this week. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it does make it easy, especially like as a young girl, uh, it's so easy to like romanticize things. And that's kind of your default setting to be like obsessive and be like, oh, this guy's going to fix all my problems. And once you figure out that you can just kind of, I don't know, detach from that, it's certainly tempting. It's certainly tempting. Well, it is. And I think she had like a really bad boyfriend in high school who was, you know, like that just the bad boyfriend all Mm -hmm. the way around. Um, And even though she was only like 15 or 16 when that happened, I think it was a trauma. You know, it was a trauma. And, um, I, you know, her dad and I got divorced when she was eight. So you add that layer on and, you know, we're good, solid citizens, but that's still kind of sending messages. And so she's dating someone now. And I think that COVID definitely helped fast track it. Oh yeah. Because she was like, I'm kind of like, it's not safe or fun to just kiss a bunch of boys anymore. Yeah. (laughs) It is, is, but there's like just so much stress. Yeah. Am I going to like kill his grandpa by kissing him? You know, it's stressful. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah. I feel like a big part of it is just like you never know what's next. So it's like you just want to, you just want somewhere to, I just want like a West Village apartment to, to be able to go to, you know, if shit hits the fan. Yeah. And so she loves, I mean, she's, I think she's really happy. I think he's a really, really, really great guy so far. That's my opinion of him. I don't know him that well, but, um, but she's definitely put herself outside of her comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's really interesting is, and I think he listens to the show. So hi, Nate, (laughs) um, is that she also had this idea and maybe this relates to resonates with you or your listeners, but there's this idea of like the guy that we're attracted to is sometimes the guy that doesn't treat us the best. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you want to get him, like, you know, there's this that chasing, pursuing kind of thing. And so this guy treated her nice from the beginning. In fact, they were friends first. And so she was like, whoa, like this is new and uncomfortable and kind of great, but also very weird. That's so many of the questions I get is like, how can I get this guy to like me? He blocked me on Instagram. He like threw eggs at my house, whatever. And I'm like, why, why do you like this guy? He sounds horrible. He sounds like he will never like you. Yeah. And it's because, well, you know, I don't know how much psychoanalysis you want me to get into, but (laughs) you know, there's a reason what I would love your listeners to know is doesn't, it's not like you're so stupid or you're so, can I curse on your show? Oh yeah. It's not like you're so fucked up or he's an asshole or whatever it is. There's a reason why you're attracted to the guy who doesn't treat you well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what happens is a lot of us just get in. Cause I know I did. I was just like, what is wrong with me? Cause all my friends were like, you could do so much better. Right. So sometimes when you can't think your way out of your thoughts, like willpower alone won't work. Yeah. It, you, to ask some different questions because there's something else going on. It's not that you're like lame or weak. Yeah. It's a different sort of attraction or it's like what you're familiar with, uh, which is like that. If you go to therapy, that's, I don't know, half the stuff they talk about. It's just like, is this a dynamic that you're familiar with? Is this something you're repeating from childhood? And a lot of the times it is. A lot of the times it is what we feel comfortable with, even though it's like, I don't know, toxic, weird, whatever. Well, yeah. And what I'll tell you from working with women in their thirties, all the way to their freaking seventies, it doesn't just go away. Oh my God. (laughs) Deal deal with your shit now. Oh fuck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Deal with your shit now. So it's all All changed. Wow. Okay. So, um, I asked my followers on Instagram if they had any questions for you and uh, we got some, we got some good ones for sure. Oh, good, love it. So, uh, someone asked how to uh, meet people in person during COVID. If you have any advice for that, because I know it's been difficult. Yeah, it's been totally, totally difficult. Well, I think number one is you just sort of want to have a plan going into it to avoid what I call the swerve, which is you're talking to somebody and they want to meet you or they want to hug you or whatever it is, and you don't know what to do. So you just kind of like don't respond, Right. Or you don't deal with it or you pull away or your energy gets weird. And then the guy, and this actually happened with my daughter at the beginning of the pandemic, the guy gets so confused because he's like, does she not like me? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is she not into me? But really like she just didn't have a plan and she didn't really talk about it. So I think the first thing to know is what is your COVID like? What are your, what is your rules? Like if you're not around your parents at all or your grandma, I know that a lot of people in their twenties are like, you know, whatever, like Mm -hmm. they're doing their thing. So if that's what you're doing, just know that if you're a person who lives at home or you have people that you're concerned about it, or you're just more cautious and concerned Doing a, like a FaceTime or a lot of the apps like Hinge and Bumble and those things have uh, video meets inside oh, of them yeah. if you feel weirded out about using because you don't want to be on Zoom or whatever it is. Um, so I would recommend like a 10 or 15 minute uh, video chat. And the way you can do it is you can say, I have a sort of like interesting idea. Are you up for it? And Ooh. a guy's going to be like, okay, what? (laughs) 
And then you're going to be like, well, let's just, and then you can come up with some sort of thing that you want to do on Zoom. My favorite uh, date is the 10 minute uh, scavenger hunt date where you say, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to just bring like two things to this, to this date that um, one thing is really funny. And one thing is something that not very many people know about us. And that way you have something to talk about because it's so awkward. Oh yeah. Hey, how's the pandemic going for you? (laughs) Bad. It's a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So that, and then they go, okay, yeah, sure. And you go, okay, we're going to just talk for 10 minutes, like no press. And then let's just bring something like that. And then if that way we have something to talk about and, um, a lot of guys will do it. And then if that doesn't feel right for you, then you can totally do the social distance walk. You can do the social distance hike, the social distance ice skating, wherever you live, whatever your thing is right now. But, um, and then what we know is the data actually shows uh, 55% of people that are dating online right now are fast tracking because they want to actually be in a relationship because it mm. is like cuff- cuffing season and all of that. Um, so what's cool is if you like someone, you can be like, it's, which is so funny because it's like you're having the, um, the, the uh, sexual uh, disease talk, uh, but it's actually <laughs> about COVID. Oh, you yeah. know? Right? You're like, so do you want to get STDs? No, you just say so. You know, I like the way this is going. Do you want to just get a COVID test? Just hang out and see where this goes and Mm -hmm. not not see other people. So if it's going well, you just get a test, create your own little bubble and see how it goes. And if it doesn't go, then you just go back out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it helps. Like I've had guys on dating apps ask like, okay, so what's your like COVID situation? Like, are you, are you going out and partying? Are you staying in every night? And like, we're not going to be able to go on a date. And, uh, you know, you can kind of assess if you guys are on the same level. Cause if he's like, you know, throwing underground raves and you're living with an 80 year old, that's not going to work. <laughs> At least not for the time being, not that you should be dating him after the pandemic. He sounds like a dick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> my opinion too. But yeah. And I think that that's important to kind of establish right away. I don't think that's a weird conversation. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, and what's so cool about it is after the pandemic, uh, hopefully soon, People will be so much better at having conversations like this. You're basically just talking about boundaries. Yeah. And for most, most women, no matter how old they are, like they think that if they set a boundary, the cool guy isn't going to want to hang out with them. And so I just love that this is helping people practice being comfortable with setting boundaries. Yes, that's so important. And I think it's such a, I don't know, such a misconception that people won't like you if you set boundaries. And especially in dating men, like I feel like it's such the opposite. I have so many like bizarre dating rules that I just come up with in my crazy head and guys like it somehow. (laughs) Well, because it says, I know what I want and I'm comfortable with who I am. And if you're not okay with that, I don't mind because then you're not my person. Uh, it's getting out of the, what you said before, get out of the get mentality. What do I do to get him to do this? What do yeah. I do to get? So that's my biggest advice. Get out of get mentality dating. Yes, absolutely. Next question. This is one, this is like the, the story of my um, dating life. So I'm sure, I don't know. I'll have some relatable stories about this. How can I get stable, successful men to want me when I'm an unstable mess? <laughs> <laughs> oh my, they, well, should I be honest? Yeah. They probably won't. Really? No, not if they're really, if they really have their shit together, they won't. And let me tell you a really great story. I have a, a friend 
He's now 43. I think I met him when like, I was in, he's 10 years younger than me. I was in my thirties. He was in his twenties. He was that guy who just was like a total player, like super cute, whatever it is. Um, he ended up dating this hot girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) who was a mess. Uh, we were like best friends during this time. And ultimately it didn't work. He tried for six years because she was so hot. What he realized was this. She was such a mess. She was such a mess. She, she was so jealous. She was so um, insecure. She was so controlling, even mm. though she was super, super hot. He said to me just the other day, because I interviewed him on my show, he said, there's a hole when your hole is so big of like what you need. And the guy's like shoveling and shoveling, trying to like <laughs> fill it up and make you feel beautiful and special. And then it's just like a sinkhole. After a while, a guy who has his shit together is like, I can never win. I can never be good enough. I can never do it right. Yeah. And so they pe- they peace. They're just out. So I really think, and I had another, another male client that I coached. I loved his stories. Her name was Angela. And he was like, I say Angela, you know, and it was like, she just like, no matter what he did, she never believed how much he cared about her or loved her. And so he, he peaced out. So if you're kind of a hot mess and you're looking for a guy to fix you, make you feel lovable, um, you have a lot of drama in your life. A guy is looking for you. Like guys are so simple. They're like little fucking puppies. They just want their life to be easy and fun with you. Mm -hmm. So when you bring a lot of drama and they can never make you happy, after a while, it doesn't matter how hot you are. If you become more annoying, it doesn't matter how hot you are. They will, they will leave. That's, that's very true. But I, I feel like those types of people, like that girl and people who just bring drama, don't usually have the self-awareness to be like, oh, I'm unstable. Whereas the people who are saying that are probably overestimating you know, how actually how much of a mess they are. Cause I say that I'm a mess, but you know, at the end of the day, there's not much drama in my life. I'm not like, if I go out on a date, I'm not asking him to like snort ketamine off of me or something. Like it's nothing crazy. <laughs> Wait, so what, how are you a mess? What, what do you think makes you make it, makes you a mess? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just tend to be someone who is very honest when it comes to dating. I don't know. I'm also, I feel like I'm just more of a mess in, in terms of like, I'm comparing myself to the guys I date who were like twice my age and like go to Ivy leagues. And I'm like, oh, I go to fashion school and I make TikToks. Of course I'm like, you know. But so that, but that's not a mess, right? I mean, that's I true. think that that's really not a mess. I think what you are is like, whatever, free spirited, you know what you want. You're not afraid to say what you think. And I, I think if you're a woman like that, the the guy that is your right match will actually be inspired by you. You won't, you know, not intimidated Mm -hmm. by you. Yeah. That's been my experience. I mean, there are always going to be those like smart, successful guys who are like, Oh, I only want to, you know, a very old money woman to like bring to the golf course. But a lot of them just, you know, they work a lot. They have these like very boring jobs. They just want, you know, someone to be exciting. Well, yeah. So, and so I think that's important because like, and that's a great distinction that you made. There's a, like, maybe it's a hot mess and just a mess, right? Yeah. Like, you know, um, it, and it's, and it's okay if you don't know what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're all, kind of all over the place with what you want, if you're dating lots of different guys, if you're confused, if you feel like you have a lot of emotions, 
<laughs> you know, uh, one day you want to be like, you know, a doctor and the other day you're like, fuck it. I just want to like move to Fiji and like, <laughs> you know, uh, make jewelry. Like it, that, I think that's not a mess. I just think yeah. you're in your evolution. So, um, so yeah. And, and I wouldn't, and I would really look at, how, cause I always say how you define yourself impacts what you do and how you do it. That's true. Now, that's being a mess is your brand. That's one thing, <laughs> right? Uh, but, and that's totally different. But I just think if you're authentic and you really uh, speak your heart, that a smart guy actually loves that. He loves the truth. I agree. Yeah, just don't, don't bring too much drama. Okay. No, no drama. Uh, all right, next question. So someone has, and I think actually someone else asked a similar question, they said, I am a tall girl, about 6'1", which really affects my confidence when talking to guys. They make me scared of going on dates since I can't see myself as that attractive, and I'm scared that boys will be disappointed when meeting me. How can I gain confidence when dating as a tall girl in particular? Oh, my God. I love that. Okay, so I – well, back in the 80s, I was tall because I was like 5'7". Now, I know that's not tall <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, but my one daughter – my two daughters are like 5'9". So they're not as tall as you, right? But what I want to say is this, um, the, and this is kind of deep, but there's some sort of story you're making up that tall is too big, not sexy, that like great guys won't, won't like you. But the truth is a really confident man, a confident man or a confident guy will love a tall woman, mm -hmm. right? And you know what I did? And you could still do it. It still applies. I Googled freaking all the really tall celebrities that had husbands or boyfriends that were uh, smaller than them. Uh, and I was like, ooh, Nicole Kidman. Okay, she's cool, right? Like I just was totally inspired by actually how sexy and confident I can be walking in the room with this mm -hmm. guy who thinks I'm amazing, right? So the question for you is, what is it that you need to kind of let go of? What are the stories? Make up a list. What are all the bullshit stories that you have about being tall? And ask yourself, what, what, why? And how are they serving you? And are they really even true? And then go collect evidence of other tall women who date successfully, of which there are bazillions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've dated guys. I'm 5'7". I've dated guys who are like 5'4". Um, the last guy I dated, he was average height like 5'11 but he specifically said I like it when girls are taller than me when they're in heels and like probably ideally when they're out of heels so you know it's not every guy preferring a short girl and if they do you know a lot of the times that's just an indicator that they want to be the alpha and they're just insecure yeah 100% yeah don't I would say to everyone who's listening and this is what I work with my daughters on this all the time. Really get clear on what are the things that actually matter if you're actually looking for a boyfriend, right? Mm -hmm. If you're just looking to have fun, it doesn't matter. But if you actually want a boyfriend, how tall he is, you know, um, just all, you know, what his, does he dress cool? Mm -hmm. You know, like all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, does it really, really matter? You really want to think about how does he make you feel when you're with him and, yeah. does he treat, and does he treat you well and all that other stuff you can sort of navigate through and, and are they a good communicator, right? Are they honest? Yeah. I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in those things like height when you're like on a dating app and it feels like you have a million options in front of you and it's like, fuck it, let's limit it by height. But you know, if a guy who's 
an inch shorter than your Bumble height requirements comes up to you at a bar, you're not going to be like, Ooh, how tall are you? Let me see your driver's license. Like it's, no, not, not at all. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's like my, my youngest daughter is the shortest. The other two are like five, nine, she's five, four. And she's like, had this thing about I only want to date really tall guys, like basketball players. And my oh, tall wow. daughters were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, you are five, <laughs> four, like on a good day. Anyway. So this guy that she's with is not really tall, but she literally, she was like, Oh, he's not very tall. And we were like, shut up. He treats you so well. Yeah, who cares? Basketball, who cares? basketball players are too tall to date. Totally. That's a lot of stretching. <laughs> All right. Someone wants to know how you can be safe on dating apps. I love that. Well, and I don't know, like in in what what the cool latest thing is but finding another alternative for a phone number is a great thing like mm. even if you get a google number or you, you like telegram is getting really popular right now uh whatsapp you know having another sort of way to communicate can yeah. definitely help you feel help you feel safe um so I would do, I would definitely do that and I think there's so many different ways to communicate and the pandemic has made it to normalized it. Mm -hmm. If you're like, Hey, do you want to be on this or, or zoom, whatever the hell it is. If you have a zoom account for work or whatever, you have your own, it's free for like 40 minutes, just get on there. And that way you're more anonymous. So I think that's really important. And then, I mean, some of this is freaking obvious, but like, don't meet someone in, you know, not in public, you know, for the first time, mm -hmm. um, let someone know where you're going. Just basic shit that your mom would tell you. I'm not, I don't want to be your mom. Yeah. You know, all, you know, all that, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> I usually, if a guy is Ubering me, I'll give him like an address, like a block away. Um, I also, I wish I had the name of the service, but there's this one website that you can pay like $5 for a background check. And if I'm going on like a weekend trip with a guy, I'll use that, you know, not for every date, but I'm like, if I'm going to be in the Caribbean with this guy, I want to know if he has a criminal record. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And Yes. And I would definitely, um, yeah, if you're going to quickly accelerate something, then you need to quickly accelerate your investigation as well. You don't have the luxury of kind of just getting to know him and trust him. Yeah. Next question. How to approach the topic of exclusivity? Oh my gosh. I love this. Uh, well, so one thing is that I think it's important, again, as I said at the beginning, to know what you're looking for, mm -hmm. right? So if you want to be exclusive, if you're at a place where you're looking for a boyfriend or someone that you just want to hang out with exclusively, um, at the second to third time you hang out, I would just say, I'm in a place where I'm looking for this. What about you? Like, where, what's going on with you? And the pandemic, again, makes it so easy to have that conversation yeah. because we're talking about our bubbles and who we want to be with. Um, and so- What's really empowering is you can, you can say that, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a, a woman named Brene Brown who is very famous, who talks about vulnerability being what you say when you don't know the outcome. And actually being vulnerable is a way to create connection and chemistry. So if you say like on the third or fourth or fifth date, I'm really liking hanging out with you. You make me feel so special, like a feelings thing, right? Um, I'm in a place where I love to be exclusive with someone. What, what about you? It's not saying I want to be exclusive with you, which is yeah. super creepy. It's just kind of <laughs> checking in on what are you looking for? Um, and I, I always tell people, like, 
what do you want to say? And they'll say, well, I want to say this. And I'm like, then freaking say it, Mm -hmm. right? Freaking say it. So it's okay to bring it up. And when you're asking, you're saying about exclusivity in general. And then ultimately, if it gets dragged on, like if someone's casual and it's just not progressing, like you're only talking once or twice a week or whatever that kind of thing looks like, say, hey, you know, I really like getting to know you. I'm noticing that uh, we're not going anywhere. And mm-hmm. I, I'm looking for a relationship. Or I'm looking for someone to hang out with exclusively. Uh, what are you looking for? Yeah. And you I feel even- like that's, that's a lot better than asking, you know, waiting longer and then asking specifically, do you want to be exclusive with me? Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. And I think the other thing to really to really do is um especially like some men so in the opposite of that, some men will want to get exclusive right away. And I just want to say that you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh one of my favorite lines, and you guys can make it relevant for your generation, but a version of the slower, you know, hey, the truth is about me, the slower I go, the faster I get there. Mm. Right. And so like, I like where this is going and I'm not, I'm not feeling that way yet. Uh, so I want to pump the brakes, but I also want to keep getting to know you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, uh, so be honest and, uh, see and be if there's, about it. Be see if there's about any it. other bitches in his bubble. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. The more, the more flirty and and like fun you are about those conversations like a guy's like oh that's fun not like we need to talk god please never say we need to talk (laughs) or i want to ask you a question or can i ask you a question that just puts a guy on the defense and he's like oh shit because remember a guy is gonna like you because you add to his life so yeah you still get that information by you know hey you want to know like the best way to get my heart or you want to know what really makes me you know, like you or turn you on or whatever. And they'll be like, what? And you'll be like, the slower I go, the faster I get there. And they're like, wow, what is that? (laughs) Oh, men take instructions very well. That's why it definitely pays off to be like a bossy woman dating men. Uh, Cause you tell them what you want. If they like you, they'll do it. Doesn't matter what it is, basically. A hundred percent. And I think you want to do it like from a place of being like really owning your power as a woman yeah. versus being like um the bad boss at work, right? Where you're yeah. like controlling or judging or condescending. Even if it's like, you know, I like I have a lot of guys who who like me right now, or I could be dating anyone. Like that's just like ew. So you want to use like as women, we have so much power, right? Mm-hmm. And and when you use it in that, that genuine, like a, that soft way, the soft yeah. way of saying it, rather the assertive way, rather the aggressive way, it's that fine yeah. line of speaking from your heart, not just your head. And saying like, I like it when this happens or like implying that it would make you more interested rather than like, I need you to do this. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. You're definitely not a mess. <laughs> um, in, in certain ways, I'm not a mess. <laughs> um, so someone wants to know, how do I not catch feelings or romanticize everything? Well, I mean, look, you, you all, again, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, do you never want to catch feelings, right? Like, it's yeah. okay. 
right? I think what is really important is the, the myth. I think that, uh, and I think it's still true in you, your guys' generation. There's so much bullshit mythology about what love is and dating and what it's supposed to be. And he's supposed to fight for you. And he's, I was talking to a guy who's like, women always say they want us to fight for them. He's like, does that mean I'm supposed to like go punch dudes? And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not what we want really, right? Like not in a healthy way we don't. We want no. a guy to stand up for us, right? And yeah. so- I think when you look at like, how do I not obsess or romanticize things is really look at what do you really want in a guy? Um, and if you have expectations, whether they're conscious or not, make them conscious and let the guy know. Uh, because sometimes people will make up stupid shit about a guy because it's actually part of their defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, or it's just super unrealistic. I had a woman who said like, I'm not gonna, this guy, he asked me out for coffee and can you believe it? He picked a Starbucks. That's so lame. That shows like no imagination, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, and I coached her on kind of how to communicate. And what he said was, um, I know you're, this was pre pandemic. So she was at a workplace. He was like, I know that you're super busy. You're obviously really successful. And I just didn't want to take like you out of the way. So I just found this Starbucks because it was like super close to work and I thought it'd be easier for you, but I can totally find someplace a little more cool. I was just trying to make it easy. And she was like, Oh, okay. Well that makes some sense. <laughs> and so, but she was like, anyone who picks Starbucks as a date is lame. Right. And that's that romantic. I think you should pick this thing and do that. So stop, you know, life isn't a life isn't Disney movies or mm -hmm. I don't even know what. <laughs> yeah uh how do you feel about like because i've had this question before of like what's the best or what's the like most optimal date to be asked on or how, what does that reveal about their intentions do you feel like where someone asks you out on a date is indicative of like their intentions or them as a person well it can like um like I, do you ever watch the bachelorette uh no Oh, so there's this guy's like a Harvard guy, like very confident. Oh, very is successful. it Bennett? What? Bennett. I have had uh, several people tweet at me and be like, he's your type. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. But he was kind of being a little bougie. He was like, come to Paris, right? Uh, you know, like, but he was leading with that. Right. Mm. And there's just so much more, right? Like if you're, so is he insecure? Cause he's leading. He wants her to know like, well, I'm rich. Yeah. Like, okay, that's cool. But like, um, he's also maybe a little condescending. He's, you know, he, so you want to really make sure that you get to really know somebody about who they really are on the inside. So there's no rules, which people hate, but like mm -hmm. he could pick, let's go to Paris for our first date because he's just a genuine, cool, creative guy, or he could be a total like narcissist. I have no idea. A guy who says, let's go for a hike might just be really into nature or he might be cheap or he knows that when he's hiking or walking, he talks a lot more because he's not so focused on like getting the food in his face the right way. Yeah. Um, I always think that if you go on a date that involves walking and talking or movement or something that you both have never done before, it creates connection and intimacy. When you're sharing a new experience, automatically creates a bond, which is why they do that on stupid reality shows, which yeah. I'm obsessed, obsessed with. So <laughs> I'd say don't like, don't make a judgment, but just take that as part of the data and then continue to, to check it out. Yeah. I think the most important thing is like, just 
not necessarily like, is this the best date possible? But like, is he actually asking me out on a date or is he asking me to like come to his dorm room and like smoke weed? Oh yeah, Because my younger, my younger no, no, listeners no, 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 no. definitely <laughs> do that. No, do not. Yeah, no, do not. Don't do that, right? <laughs> um, I, there's a great show called How I Met Your Mother. It's been over for a while, but there was- this Oh, this I love that show. It's so awesome. And basically they did a whole thing about Barney and when he sends hey. Like at what time of the night <laughs> does he write hey and what does it mean? So hey, like, you know, on a Wednesday is okay. Hey at like nine o'clock on a Friday and eh. hey at 1 a.m. No. <laughs> Just no. Just no. So if a guy doesn't want to take you out or meet you out, he sucks. Don't go out with him. Yeah. And doesn't want to like plan it ahead of time. Ugh. No. And you know what I will say, because I do have daughters that are dating really awesome guys in their twenties. Uh, even one of them's only eight. He's 19. Don't be like, Oh, well guys, my age don't do that bullshit. When a guy likes you, he will like blow your mind just like a 40 year old or a 30 year old oh, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So don't let, you know, don't let him tell you you're high maintenance or don't like let anyone tell you like guys, your age, don't do that. That's total bullshit. Yeah. They might not fly you to Paris, like the guy from the bachelorette, but they should be able to take you out on a real yeah, date. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially like we have to be outdoors now basically anyway. There's so many cool things that you could do outdoors. Yeah. There's construction require- happening outdoors. If you, can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you can visit that, have a picnic. Yeah, you could go. There's like a COVID guy in Manhattan, right? And he sent the drone over or something and then he did the whole bubble. Oh, yeah. There, that was really guys, cute. Yeah, guys are creative when they really like you. So trust them to figure it out. Yeah. Okay, next question. How to prevent nerves from dating? Okay, this is really lame, but so effectual. There's a woman named, uh, I think her name is Amy Cuddy, and she went to Harvard and all this kind of stuff. And she did this scientific study that showed how you put your body before something that's nerve wracking impacts your ability to perform. So she, so she did it with jobs. Um, mm-hmm. And she showed like these people that were in a waiting room and they were waiting for their interview and there was a desk and a chair and the people that were like kicked back and put their feet up did less better than people who were told to power pose. So Mm -hmm. power posing is literally like Wonder Woman, right? Who is very cool. You're like, you know, you stand, your hips on your, your hands on your hips. And you just imagine that you are the most badass boss lady. And you just stand that way for two minutes. So what they found out is the people that did that and giving the exact same presentation performed better than the people that were just chilling. So- power posing two minutes. It sounds so stupid, but it really, really works. And then the other thing is like, listen to music that gets you in your jam, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, put on your sexy undies, put some music on dance, like a crazy girl in your apartment, your bedroom, whatever it is. Um, and get it all out, uh, so that you can just process all it's just energy stuck in your body. Mm -hmm. Right. That's all it is. So get it out. If you're trying to like breathe or um calm or talk yourself into calming down that doesn't work because the part of your brain that needs to do that isn't like turned on it's like on the wrong wi-fi network 
Yeah. I think like positioning your body is so important. That's always my confidence advice is just like half the time I feel like shit, but I just sit up straight. You know, if I have to be in a social situation where I have to be like really on the whole time, I'll like, you know, have great posture on the way there. I won't have like my headphones in. I'll be like, you know, or if I do, it'll be something that's like amping me up. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a big one. Got yeah. Don't scroll. Things. That's the other thing. Don't scroll. Yeah. <laughs> before, Cause all you'd be like, Oh, she's skinnier and prettier and smarter and why, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit anyway, but don't scroll before a date. It'll just make your nerves worse. Oh, I scrolled before a final the other day. I was scrolling through TikTok and I found a, a profile that was um, a hate page for me. And I was like, fuck, this is the wrong timing. Yeah, don't scroll before anything important. Power yeah. pose, it's science, it totally works and it takes two minutes. Yes, love that, love that. Okay, okay. So someone said, I was wondering how to date as a confident, smart, and successful woman in New York City. I have two masters, live alone, am, am successful and generally happy. Every time I meet a man, they get uncomfortable or insecure about me often being smarter or funnier than them, uh, especially the richer 30-year-old successful men. I'm 24. I notice they can't keep up with my banter and are all miserable with their jobs. Uh, just asking because I got ghosted twi twice this week by guys from Soho, parentheses, you know those Soho hoes. Uh, so my question is, why is it, why is it, uh, whatever. Why is that happening? Yeah, why, <laughs> yeah, is, why happening? is that happening? What do I do? Well, so I think you're, you're, you're fishing in the wrong pond, right? It goes back to what are you really looking for? And so I would look at the pattern of what are all those guys that you're on the first glance, like attracted to, are they like the finance bros? Are they like, who are you attracting in? Because there's some there's some reason you're attracting men who are unavailable, basically, mm -hmm. right? They're unavailable in some way. Um, and often what I know in my older clients who do this, because again, it doesn't stop or go away, <laughs> seem to attract men who um, are intimidated by them because at some level, it makes them feel strong and in control, mm. right? And so they always are attracted to guys who are a little fixer upperish or a little less insecure. Yeah. Right. So uh, what, so just look, the best thing is to look at the patterns that has been created. So look at like the last five or six guys you've dated. Is there any pattern to them? Um, and generally the answer is you're clearly attracting or attracted to the wrong kind of guy. So one of my most simple and effective tips is what I call the Costanza, which is again, a dated show Seinfeld, but George Costanza decides to do the opposite and it changes his life. So literally do the opposite. Like what's the opposite of a Soho guy? Uh, I don't know. I've, I've never dated them. <laughs> <laughs> well, find uh, right. Go out with someone you're normally not interested in. And see okay. What so that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I tend to date Soho guys um, for sure. And I think it, it does go back to like, what are you looking for? Because if you're looking for an equal, those Soho guys are not going to be it. If you're looking for someone who will take you on a shopping spree because you complimented him a few times. Sure, you know, go to go to Spring Street, find yourself a man. But they're not going to be like a life partner who you can, you know, build with. 
because <laughs> they require well, uh, so much, I don't know, so much ego stroking. Yeah, no, exactly. I, and I think that's it. Look, like you're successful and you're strong. It, it, you are amazing. You're fine. If guys are intimidated by you or whatever, you're just, they're just not your guys. Go fish in a different pond. Yeah. Go for a, go for a, maybe a tech guy. I don't know. They might be the same <laughs> in that department. Someone wants to know why they barely get approached and how they can be approached more often. Mm. So one thing is, uh, you want to, you want to not be in a closed circle. So when you do go out, guys are intimidated by the bubble of girls, mm. you know, like when you're in your little friend group and you're like all in a circle, it's really, really hard to, to approach. So that's, uh, <laughs> I was out once when I was single and this really great guy walked in and he was like, you are also beautiful. Open the damn circle. Open the <laughs> circle. He's like, I cannot approach. So I think that's really true. The other thing is, are you making yourself approachable? Do you have resting bitch face? Are you always on your phone? Are you making eye contact? Are you smiling? Um, there are all these little things that we do with our body language that send a message, go away. Yeah. Um, and you need to be very clear because remember, men are humans and they don't want to be rejected either. The other thing is with Me Too and all this political stuff that's going on, <laughs> a lot of guys are literally afraid to approach because they don't want to um, get it misconstrued. So what I hear when I talk to men of all ages now, literally of all ages, they're like, please make it loud and clear that you want me to approach. Look at me, smile hold the glance for more than like a half of a second, you know, or 0.2 mm -hmm. seconds. Um, but mostly put your phone down, uh, make, look at what you're wearing, right? Like, uh, you know, are you wearing clothes that are hiding yourself? Cause a lot of people are always hiding in their clothes. Uh, so make sure you, you're not scared being seen. And if you're doing all those things, then we go back to the therapy or the deeper conversation. Do you actually, is it make you uncomfortable to be seen? And mm. if it really, really does, then probably that's your problem. Yeah. I have, uh, cause I go to fashion school. I have a lot of friends who, you know, dress very unique, um, and are always confused as to why they like don't get approached at bars or whatever. And I'm always like, listen, I love, I love how you express yourself. I think it's incredible, but if you're going out to meet guys, you know, maybe don't wear like elf ears uh, and like chains everywhere. Maybe like put a wig over your orange mullet. You know, it's a lot. They, if someone looks at you and is confused, they're probably not going to approach you. Well, and I think it's seven, you have seven seconds to make a good impression. Mm -hmm. And I know it's real, it's a fine line. It's probably a whole other episode, right? About like, how do you be authentic, but also just be feminine and approachable. Yeah. And, um, there's some things that are sending a message that are going to make it challenging for maybe the average guy to approach. So as, as lame as it might sound, kind of what you wear does make a difference. And mm -hmm. obviously you know that you're in fashion. So seven seconds, make a good impression. Yeah. And not having, not being on your phone is a big one. I actually, one of my friends that I made on TikTok, she makes videos about like 
how to meet successful guys in New York. And one of the locations she suggested was like, go to the bar room at the Beekman and like write something in a notepad. And I, I DM'd her and I was like, that's literally how I met the last guy I dated. I was at the bar room in the Beekman and I was like sketching for my fashion design class. And yeah, that's a very, makes you very approachable and it's easy uh, as a conversation starter. Just like, what are you writing? What are you drawing? Totally. Another great one is go to like an upscale kind of bar or restaurant, bring a book. Mm. Not, not your Kindle, not your phone, but an actual book and just order something and guys will be talking to you all night long. Oh yeah. Go out 100%. by yourself. It's like the best way to be approachable. Also just be confident, go out by yourself. All right. So I think that's all the questions I have. Is there any other advice you want to give the, the young people? <laughs> <laughs> the whippersnappers. Um, look, here's the thing. I think that, you know, we talk about dating with dignity. And I know that mm -hmm. back, if I look at my story back, even when I was 14 or 15, you know, whether I thought like if I have sex with them, then they'll like me or whether I thought if I, you know, was bitchy, then they'll like me, right? Like all these things to try and get someone. And all I can say is that you're the, you're amazing. Um, and whether a guy is into you or not, isn't mean you're, uh, lovable or cool or whoever you are, um, you are amazing. And so find your person who loves you for who you are. Um, mm. and if you have some deep shit, just deal with it now. Don't wait till you're like old. <laughs> yes. Go to therapy. One of my like just standard biggest pieces of dating advice is like, when you're on a date, especially women, we're taught to be like, does he like me? Does he like me? Am I doing something wrong? Do I have something stuck in my teeth? Your mindset should always be like, do I like them? Yes. And I think that's so important for young people to focus on, young women Absolutely. Especially. Yeah. You're interviewing them. You're choosing them. And what's crazy is you ask any guy, literally, they'll say we have all the power as women. And you yep. ask women, they're like, they're in control. That is total bullshit. So once you realize that you're, you have the power, your whole life will change. And you can't fake that power either. You have to be confident like you are, right? So you can't fake the power. If you can't find your confidence, then figure out a way to really feel it authentically. And then you guys will be swooning for you. Yes. Remember, this is the bachelorette, not the bachelor. You're picking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you want to promote before we go? Well, I would just say, you know, of whatever age you are, go to, uh, go to datingwithdignity.com. We have a great podcast and we have a lot of stuff about tell me what to say. And I coach women who are dating guys that aren't into them or they don't know how to say something. And so there's just a lot of great resources that are uh, ageless. Uh, because like I said, this is not sadly... Um, Dating is the, the language or the terminology or what you're looking for, whatever your interests are, are totally different. But what I have learned from doing this for the last decade plus with women of all ages is that um, your patterns are your patterns. Figure them out when you're young so you can solve it. So go to datingwithdignity.com and listen to the podcast uh, on iTunes and all of that, The Dating Den. All right. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're uh, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes. It's been so lovely to have you on. Great advice. Love it. Healthy advice for once. Uh, thanks to all of you guys for listening. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at Glam 2004 And you can also follow the podcast Instagram at Let Me Ruin Your Life Pod uh, and DM for questions. Give me your stories, whatever. Bye. <laughs>